that's why uh, I think everybody's starting now and saying we want to achieve um, net zero or zero uh, in the next two or three years is going to see that that's very, very difficult. It's, it's a process which needs doing and it's not just a technical issue, it's also a mental issue in the company. Welcome to this episode of Hamburg Aviation Green. My name is Angus Bajant. I'm with Hamburg Aviation, a cluster network serving the aviation cluster in Hamburg, Germany. Our guest today is Michael Egenschwiler, the CEO of Hamburg's airport. We had a fantastic conversation about all kinds of aspects of sustainability as they relate to airport operations, about green hydrogen, about synthetic fuels, about efficiency, about power sources, also a bit of politics along the way. Great conversation. Hope you enjoy it. If you like what you hear, please do uh, give us a shout, rate us, like us. And uh, yeah, on with the show. A huge welcome to you, Michael Eggenschwiller, CEO of Hamburg Airport, to the Hamburg Aviation Green Podcast. There seems to be a perception in aviation that um, that sustainable aviation is, I mean, obviously it was something that was already uh, uh, 2018, 2019. It suddenly became a topic that was becoming very the focal point of the conversation, Um some people seem to believe that um, it that has accelerated after the pandemic. That then we're now even more strongly focused about sustainable um, sustainable issues in aviation. Would you agree with that? Uh, I would see it a bit differently. I think on one side there's a lot of talk about green aviation and then all things that need to be done. Uh, if I look at this summer, uh, you can clearly see. I mean, people. We're keen to get off, uh, get on vacation, get to see their friends, relatives, and that they did by air. So I, I think there's um, certainly a notion which is around, but there's also the the strive for mobility. I think we, we as people want to be mobile. We want to see the world. We want to visit our friends and families. Uh, we, we like to have a vacation somewhere, you know, on the warmth, uh, see other parts of the world. And I think that has remained. Um, and on the other side, obviously, there is uh, an awareness that, of course, we we need to get uh, more sustainable aviation. And that's something which the industry, I think, has, has always been fairly aware, fairly well aware of. And I think that aspect has certainly become more visible uh, also due to some of the, the political decisions which have been taken. So uh, let's wind the clock back just uh, a few months. Now, at the end of 2021, um, Hamburg Airport was certified as a net zero carbon emissions airport. I think, am I right in saying it's the first major airport in Germany to reach that goal? Could you just, um, l- just looking back for a second, where did that journey begin and what were the major milestones along the way? Well, on one side, we're very proud to be the first uh, you know, major German airport to achieve this goal. And uh, that's a journey which started, I think, decades ago. I think we've had for 30 years or 30 years plus, we've had a small team uh, which is basically dedicated to environmental questions and issues uh, in and around aviation and airport operations. And uh, so they've always been pushing certain topics. And I would say if you say there's a starting point, we're looking back at uh, emissions from 2009. And that's where from there on we, we've always had issues coming. We started in 2012 with our mobility concept. So where uh, we started to uh, refurbish or 
re-equip or re-buy uh, vehicles uh, with with alternative um, propulsion or other other ways of uh, fueling them than with petrol. And uh, from there on, I think it's always been the challenge to go along with with this also this European program, which I think is great that you've got a benchmark, so you're not alone. But you're basically comparing yourself to to your peer in the industry, and you've always got certain steps that you need to achieve. And above all, you've got to recertify every year. So it's not kind of achieving it once. It's making really sure that what you've done is sustainable and it will be, in fact, also in the next year. So when we're looking at it uh, from from a long term perspective, um, I think probably like something that. Uh, I don't know, perhaps outside the industry, like a question that gets asked a lot is what how how is an industry going to drive growth but reduce energy consumption at the same time? What are your strategies that you've been employing to manage that transition in the long term? Well, I think one issue is of course uh, just basically making sure you use a lot less energy. I mean that's uh, any new building you you set up uh, will have different uh, means of uh, of heating, of energy consumption. Uh, I think that's all over. Uh, everything which is mobility, of course, you also try to have uh, vehicles in operation which use less energy. Uh, that's one side. And the other side is basically replacing your energy sources with, with green energy, be that uh, green electricity, be that uh, gas we have, be that uh, synthetic um, diesel, uh, which we have since 2017, I believe. Uh, or I guess into the future, then also synthetic uh, fuel, be it for vehicles or for for aircraft. So I think there, there's a lot we've been doing. Um, so it's basically avoiding and also reducing uh, at the same time and transferring to different means of of energy. One thing that I noticed is that uh, the uh, the local cons- conservation projects that Hamburg Airport has been engaged in have been, I mean. They've been around for for many years. Um, visitors can can book nature tours around the airfield, and there's obviously there's obviously a, a kind of deeper commitment to that to that aspect. How how do you see the roots of that commitment? I mean, um, where where does that where does that commitment come from at the end of the day? Well, as I mentioned, we, we've had a team for, for many, many years, which is very professional, very dedicated. And it's always been part of our company philosophy. I think we're we're an airport which is close to downtown. So all neighboring aspects have always been very, very important, uh, be that noise, be the emissions. Uh, so we've always had the point of being, you know, very environmental friendly. And that's something we've been carrying constantly into the company to all our staff and employee and i mean if i see now that we're even our our company cars uh, where a few years ago we'd be speaking of you know how many horsepower do i get uh, now every new uh, company car of of our management team for instance is uh, proposed with with alternative energies or has a component in it uh, which a few years was was less difficult to argue than it is today. So we've we've come a long way, and uh, we'll we'll continue that way. I think it's um, it's not just having uh, the CEO talk about it or a team, but you've got to get the company to to go along with it. And that's something 
which doesn't happen overnight. That's why uh, I think everybody's starting now and saying we want to achieve um, net zero or zero uh, in the next two or three years is going to see that that's very, very difficult. It's, it's a process which needs doing, and it's not just a technical issue. It's also a mental issue in the company. Okay, let's talk about uh, one subject or, or one, one, one part of that solution, or at least perhaps a, a bridging solution, I don't know, and that's offsets. So what's your philosophy about the offsets component of the strategy at the moment? Well, at the moment, we have a, a small proportion of, of offsets, uh, which we basically had to take in uh, also due to Corona, where we, we didn't have the means we actually wanted. It, it's always been our goal to to have as little offset as possible because we want to basically achieve the goals with things which we've done and where we see where we've done it and why and what we've done. Uh, for me, the offset is a bit the difficulty. You, you pay something and you don't really know where and what's happening with it. Even if you get certific a certificate, <coughs> sorry, um, you don't really know, you know what, what's the effect of it. If, if we uh, have basically our vehicles uh, with, with alternative um, propulsion, if we have trees we plant uh, in the outskirts of Hamburg and Kaltenkirchen, those are things we see, a uh, new building we see. And, and I think that's the which is a lot more credible to people. And that's why a lot of people are a bit resistant in just buying offsets um, because they say, well, I don't really know what's happening. So um, that's why I think it's good on one side to have it uh, because it also brings a bit of awareness. But on the long run, I think uh, it has to be the goal of each and every company uh, to have their own projects uh, because only that will make things really change, especially also in this part of the world. Do you think, or how do you think that your ongoing mission to reduce your environmental impact is pushed forward by being a publicly owned airport? Um, is that government and 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 and, the, and policymakers, regional, national, international policymakers, is that an, an active force in pushing you towards net zero? Uh, I would say we've been pushing ourselves, um, and and the city as a shareholder is is quite proud, and for them we're. We're leading by example, but I think the initiatives came from our side. Uh, we've had strong support, obviously, from from the local politics, um, and they're they're really using us as, a, as an example now. And uh, if you take it on the all over, with I mean the Europeans and now with their Fit for 55 program, uh, the German government with their programs. I mean there's a lot more coming now. Uh, which is certainly the right direction. I think it, we need to make sure it, it gets balanced, that the industry can also uh, vi live with it and, and, and afford it. Um, but I think that's the next step we're coming. But for us, uh, frankly speaking, uh, we're quite proud that uh, we, we've come the way along and others are starting to copy us now, which I think we, we take as a compliment. Obviously, Hamburg Airport, I've noticed, is, is, is involved in some of the high-profile projects that are currently uh, in the works in Hamburg, for example, the Hydrogen Aviation Lab. We're envisaging a, a situation in which there's going to be multiple fuels uh, that are going to have to be available to aircraft at airports. Uh, I, I assume there's going to be Jet A1, SAF and LH2 available all at the same time at some point in the future. Is that a challenge that's going to... Uh, yeah, is, is, is that a major challenge for you looking forward or um, is that something that you're not worried about just yet? 
Uh, no, no, I mean, I think we're very involved in that uh, because on one side, uh, I think if you mention jet fuel and, and SAF, um, I think that's going to be the same because what we'll be seeing is, is a quota which is basically mixed into the jet fuel, uh, whatever percentage that will be. So there I'm, I'm a bit less concerned because that's going to be coming from the refining uh, works and will be, be transported here. Uh, it's a bit different on, on hydrogen, uh, where I think at the moment there's obviously also two uh, ways we'll be seeing hydrogen coming to airports, one uh, in, in the liquid form uh, and one in, in gas form. And I think for these two forms, uh, we'll, we'll need to be prepared. Uh, we, we have actually a gas uh, fueling station for, for cars here at the airport already. Uh, we are looking at one for our own vehicles, which will be coming in the next few years. Uh, and the, I think the big challenge is going to be, and that's a project we have jointly here in Hamburg, is looking at uh, liquid hydrogen for uh, for larger aircraft, uh, because that's going to be a, an entirely new set of uh, technology infrastructure. And I think there it's it's great that Hamburg is is really at the helm of the development and. Uh, that's for us, of course, I think, honor and challenge. Um, but uh, if, if we have the aircraft which fly with, with liquid hydrogen and there's no way to fuel them on ground, um, that's not really going to work. And uh, so there's a lot lot we need to do now. And I think it's great that we're, we're into this already. Although I think, to be honest, we're still at, at the starting point. But um, that's, that's really the challenge and the, the encouragement we all have. I noticed that you you've just announced announced an alliance between Hamburg Airport and Christchurch International Airport that that's also focused on climate partnership, um, and I think those I think I'm right in saying that those two airports are on almost exactly opposite sides of the globe. Um, so can you just tell us a bit about that partnership, what the goals are, and how that came about? Yes, well, uh, I think it's it's quite a, an exciting partnership we have there, uh, as as you rightly mentioned. I think they're the other really at the other side of the world. Um, but I think it's it's really interesting to see that they're thinking very similar to us. It's also an airport uh, which has many, many green projects ongoing. And uh, I think the more we can mutually learn of things they've done, the things we're doing, uh, it, it's going to be helpful. And uh, I think uh, part of the development is also being able to listen uh, to what others are doing uh, and, and to learn from others. And uh, that's why I think it's, it's something we'll be seeing various projects um, also on hydrogen, but also wind power and uh, uh, other applications at airports, which we'll be looking at. And uh, I mean, we, we just started, but uh, I think there's a lot of enthusiasm on, on both sides uh, because, and that's probably the, the other good issue that Christchurch has, is they also got a very dedicated, uh, very professional team on, on these environmental issues and uh, we'll be in regular exchange also with the CEO of the airport there to to make sure our people feel that they've got the backup for what they're doing. Um, something that uh, another just uh, um, another issue that I think um, our industry faces at the moment uh, or I think many industries are, are facing right now in 2022 is attracting young talents. Um, do you see environmental issues or, or, or green issues as becoming more important for young people in terms of the kind of career 
that they're going to that they're going to uh, embark on, um, or or is that or is that an issue that's that, that that's not really that's not really that relevant? What, what's your what's your philosophy on that? Well, I think young people are very very sensitive to environmental uh, questions and. Uh, I think we're seeing more and more that they're actually looking at in what area is is a company actually active, how is their behavior. And that's why I think it's very important that we've basically come along with the certificate as as net zero uh, airport. And uh, the industry is in itself is going that way. I mean, if you look at all these projects with uh, with Airbus, for instance, with hydrogen, but also the, the newer aircraft flying currently with a lot less um, emissions, a lot less fuel use. Uh, I think the companies, the the aviation industry has come a long, long way. And I think we need as an industry to even propose that more that young people really see this is this is a good a good industry. It's it's a green industry. Uh, and it's investing a lot into into green topics, and uh, I think it's worthwhile to be part of it because it's be there's going to be even further technological changes in the next uh, in the next years to come, as have been in the past. I think it's something maybe the industry has not been able to bring across as well as they should. We we could have done or they should have done is that I mean also the the developments in, in in green directions as i say less noise less fuel use uh in in the past years have been tremendous and uh i think the industry can really be proud of it and to me personally that's the encouragement to the future that the industry has the capability of also going the next steps and uh, the important thing there will also be that i think the political frameworks will need to be set up in a way that the aviation industry and uh, knowing that we're all coming out of Corona, uh, which which was a very difficult situation for the entire industry, uh, that needs to be, as I say, taken account for when when the, the politicians set up their ambitions for, for green developments and the industry can actually not only cope with it from a technological point of view, but also from a commercial point of view, and above all, also from a competitive point of view. I think that's the other very, very important issue that uh, with all regulations which are made, that uh, there is not a disadvantage for European airlines or the aviation industry and such in Europe compared to other parts of the world when uh, when all these uh, regulations are set up. How much do you think over the next thirty odd years is is is, is air travel going to change? I mean, the, the emissions is 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 one part, but what about the what about the flying experience? What's it going to be like at an airport? Um, you know, using perhaps different modes of transport. Um, you know, UAM in, in in an urban setting. What's what what what's your kind of take about where do you think things are going? Well, I think uh, it, it's it's going to remain part of our day to day life. Uh, I think we'll be seeing a a lot more um, technological solutions, especially in and around airports. I think flying itself is is on a very high level. I think at airports still, if you just think of of security lanes these days, um, uh, those are things which will need to be automated, uh, check-ins and gate boardings and things like that. I think a lot of that will be happening. Uh, We'll be seeing a lot um, more efficient flying. I I hope we'll have Air traffic control in Europe once set up in a really 
in a one-stop uh, operation rather than what we have in several setups today. And, and the aircraft we'll be seeing will certainly also be from an environmental point uh, a lot further than today. Uh, but I guess we will still be seeing the odd um, plane which we see today, uh, which is using jet fuel to move ahead because the aircraft which are built today, they've uh, they've got a very long life, but they're well built. So we'll be seeing we'll be seeing old timers which we call new today, and we'll be seeing aircraft which uh, today may look like very futuristics uh, right up to the, the urban uh, aspect. We'll be seeing I think that's probably more in 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 larger countries uh, with with bigger surfaces than we we see them here in Germany. Um, but I think it, it's going to remain an industry which it's worthwhile to work for which is very challenging um, but also very rewarding because I say you you see what you work for day for day and I think that's one of the interesting parts in this industry and above all you've got to do with people day for day I mean despite all the technology we have we're still doing it for people and uh, that's something you cannot you cannot digitalize a journey and I think that's very good it's like that Michael Eggenschwiller, thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you very much and all the best to you and thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hamburg Aviation Green. If you want to get in touch with us, please drop us a line to podcast at hamburg-aviation.com or you can find us on LinkedIn. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening.